find out what's making you sick and how to heal. Anthony William is the medical medium. Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week we bring the most advanced healing information decades ahead of what's out there now. No one has 10 or 20, 30 years to waste or wait for information when they can get information to help them heal and move forward. This isn't information that's regurgitated or recycled, recycled theory over and over again that keeps on getting in books I see out there over and over and gets on the internet and everything else, and it, it leads people to just getting lost, and then you think, this is good and you think that's good and you think they go here and do that and everything else, you get confused. And even if you do things that are medical medium related, you only do one thing and you're doing it for a little while, but you're not doing another and you're not reading the books and you're not doing this, but you're doing somebody else's thing and you're still doing other information and it all gets wrapped up into a big bundle of mess. But the information you need to know is clear and the truth is always clear and it's there. You just have to give it a little bit of your time and energy to look into it, listen to the radio shows, get the medical medium radio books, <laughs> not the radio books, medical medium book series, and just know that like right here, right here, we're talking about liver rescue. We're talking about weight gain today. So just know that this is out of liver rescue. So, and, and I'm only going to be able to scratch the surface to the truth about weight gain and because you really have to read about it all about in, in Liver Rescue because it's all it's all wrapped up in the whole book. I can only give you so much in this in this hour. So we're going to cover so many different things along with weight gain. Why we gain weight? What's really happening? What are all the theories out there? How does it work? What's the whole keto thing? How does that whole work? You know, ketosis, like like all of that. Like we're going to cover it all. I'm just excited, so I'm <laughs> jumbling my words right here because I'm just excited. We're going to cover like what it takes to lose weight, what it takes in general internally, like what's happening inside your body. Like, don't you want to know what's happening inside your body, or is it just burning fat? Is that what it is? Fat just burning into energy? Is that what we all think? Simple as that. Oh, you're just you're exercising and now, you're burning fat, and that's all it is. That's all it is. That's not at all. That's not what's happening. That's not all that it is. So we're going to cover everything. And the information you're going to hear is some of it's going to be pretty shocking for anybody just new on board that's uh, never heard any of the information that I, that I su- supply or provide out there. So let's go straight into it. Weight gain. Are you dealing with weight gain? Are you dealing with weight issues? First of all, if you were to ask a thousand health and fitness professionals why someone was overweight, the majority would answer slow metabolism. Slow metabolism. Okay? That's the majority would answer slow metabolism. All right? Now, if you think that is correct as far as it's because of slow metabolism, stay on and listen and just give it a chance because that's not how it works. Okay? So we're going to go into that. The close runners up to slow metabolism, if you asked a thousand health fitness uh, professionals, okay, health or fitness professionals, the close runner up would be eats too much, eats too much. So if you were to ask a thousand health and fitness professionals why someone was overweight, the close runner up would be eating too much, okay? And and that, that alone is ridiculous, believe it or not, in many ways, all right? Then, you know, they would say, oh, eats too many carbs, And the next runner-up would be doesn't exercise enough. So there you go. Even if someone's losing weight, they don't have a scrap of fat on them outside. It doesn't mean that something isn't wrong internally. 
and they're not going to have a heart attack like I see all the time. People at age 42 and the best health I've ever seen that you could ever see on the outside. They're exercising, they're losing all their weight, and they're just, they're, and yeah, they die. Absolutely. Because there's something else going on because you can still have liver problems and that's what we're getting to and that's the whole point. Weight gain is all about the liver. And you can have, you can have no fat on the outside of the body of what it looks like. You could be exercising, you could be doing good and the liver is still struggling and it's still a fatty liver or sluggish liver with fat internally inside, wrapped inside and around it, causing pressure on the heart, which gives, that's why so many athletes or fitness people die of heart attacks in their 50s in their 40s, in their late 30s. Yeah, yeah, lots and lots and lots of them. It's almost actually ridiculous to the degree of how it works. Oh, was it just a heart problem? Oh, was there time to go? I guess it was their time to go. Maybe it was just a heart problem. Maybe it was genes, it was genetic. I hear that all the time too. You know, being in the health field for decades, being in, in the field for decades, and also working on a, a large amount of people, a large amount of people, seven days a week, years and years, starting since I was younger. And, and being that I've seen so much and talking with so many professionals and doctors and different people in the field, the amount of people that, ha- that get heart attacks without having fat on their outside of their body, it, it's extraordinary to the level. And it's not because Oh, they had this, you know, this faulty little thing going on. They had an electrical thing happen to their heart. Oh, they had this going on. No, that's not it. Or they had a stroke. They were, they were running, they were runners, and they stroked out. They were, they were, you know, they exercised every day. I don't know. I don't get it. I, they, they exercised, they watched their carbs, they did what they did or whatever, and, and they had a stroke. And it, and it doesn't make sense. Why would they have a stroke? I mean, they're only 52. Why would they have a stroke? They, they look like they're in the best shape ever. They're only 43. Why would they have a stroke? They're only 39. Why would they have a stroke in the middle of the night while they're sleeping? And, and I'm just saying, because even that's elusive all on its own. All of it's elusive. Weight gain doesn't even necessarily mean you have weight on the outside of the body. That's the irony of the whole thing. I mean, see, research and science is so behind on all of it. It's unbelievable. And like I said, if you were to ask a thousand health and fitness professionals why someone was overweight, the majority would answer slow metabolism, which is the re- most ridiculous thing you could ever answer because metabolism is a theory that we just are alive. Did you know that? That's all it is. See, years, hundreds of years ago, nobody knew what we kind of were or did. They didn't know we were alive, that when you ate a piece of food, it became some source of energy to make you actually walk or that you can walk and utilize the energy. This was, this was mind-blowing information back in the old days. The metabolism theory was mind-blowing because we were alive. It was the discovery that science said, one thing we know is that you're alive. That's what metabolism was. That's all it was. Other than that, anything they paint or paper up or fool around with when the metabolism or theoretically think about in metabolism, there's nothing there. Absolutely nothing there. It's unbelievable. So, you know, the thing is, is that these are also answers you'd, you'd get from a friend or you heard before from a friend or from doctors or trainers or family friends or the headlines on the news or nightly news. And yet, if you're one struggling with your weight, you know that it's not a simple formula as slow metabolism. If you're struggling with your weight, you know it's not as simple as slow metabolism. It's not as simple as you're eating too much. It's not. 
It's not for a lot of people struggling with weight that have done so many different things, that have tried so many different things, that have dieted, that have tried no carb, that have tried this, that have tried that. It's no joke. It's no joke. And that's how it works. I mean, that's just, just, we're just scratching this. We're just scratching this. You know, it's merely the stereotype that when people are overweight, it's because they love food, overindulging in, in fried items, sweets, and other treats, while spending too much time on the couch. This isn't based on an accurate perception of what those who deal with mystery weight gain are really up against. It's often not a straightforward matter of expending more calories than you consume, you guys. You know, I mean, seriously, there's people that have like tracked their calories and found it both crazy making and ineffectual. It's, it's, it, I'm telling you, I've seen it all. Am I making sense or I'm not making sense yet? Is I just curious, you know what I mean? Because, uh, I mean, I might be rambling with this stuff, but it's that it's, it gets me that passionate sometimes. And I might be sarcastic about stuff about exactly, because you know what, to be told it's just a slow metabolism is insulting. It's insulting. So I have to stick up for everybody. I, my sarcasm isn't, it, it, it's actually, believe it or not, it's to stick up for you because, because you know what, it's insulting to be told that it's, you got slow metabolism and that's what it is. It should be any, it should be compassionate instead and be like, okay, there's obviously something going on. We don't know what it is, but let's just try this and let's just try that. But to chalk it off, like, oh, you're eating too much or some inner inside perception that somebody might have. Oh, they're, they're eating too much. There's no question they're eating too much. It's not good. It's insulting. It's not about eating too many carbs or being lazy or lacking self-control, And it's not caused by hypothyroidism. Sorry, if you read Thyroid Healing for the Medical Medium series, you'll know what causes hypothyroidism. (laughs) It's not PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome either. Both of these conditions can be a sign of future weight problems. Yes, they can. They can be a sign of a future weight problem. Indeed, they can. And, And here's how it works. Because... There's something else that's gone bonkers in the body before PCOS started. Before hypothyroidism started, something in the body also got sick, broken down. Okay? And hence, we're talking about liver rescue. So what does that mean? The liver. The liver is what it means. And it's not the result of a slow metabolism because there's no such thing as a fast or slow metabolism. There is no such thing as a fast or slow metabolism. I repeat, if you believe there is, you're living your life with a lie, with a lie in your hands and in your head. It's unfair. It's unfair to be given a lie. And then to actually live your life thinking that that lie is actually real. There's nothing worse. I always say there's nothing worse than that. There, there isn't. I mean, sure, I'm sure, whatever. There's a lot of bad things that happen. But in a sense, or, or perspectively, or however you look at it, you're living your life. You got a piece of information that's so cockamamie, that's, that's so wrong in every way. 
And it's like, okay, we're carrying around this lie somebody created a while back to kind of keep us busy because you know what? The minute you learn about real health problems and what's really going on, then you end up fixing it. You end up fixing it. Then trillions of dollars that the industry doesn't suck dry from human race. And then that's bad because no one wants anybody healthy in the industries. The industries don't want you healthy because you get healthy in the industries. You crash literally the biggest pockets you've ever known out there. These pockets are massive. I'm not talking about the good people that work for these industries. I'm not talking about all the good people that work for these industries. I know so many of them over the years, and I know so many of them now. Many of them read the books globally, and, and they work for the industry, and they know how the industry works. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a multi-trillion. It's not even a multi-trillion. If you really crack it up, it's, 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 it's bigger than trillion, 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 trillion. It's bigger, 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 because it's going to last for decades more, and it was decades before, and it's going to last for decades more. And what it is, is you're not allowed to get healthy, believe it or not, even though we're being taught we're supposed to be healthy and take care of our children, look out for our children, make sure they're safe and everything, but yet the medical industry still doing things that they shouldn't be doing, and this is how it works out there. And when you really think about it, they just don't want anybody really healthy. Doctors do, but that's different. They're low on the totem pole. They're, they're just workers for the industry. They're just trying to help people. They go to school. It's the only way you do it because that's how planet Earth does it. And they get taught a certain amount of information. Then they try to go alternative and the alternative environment's polluted too, you guys. The alternative medicine environment, that got polluted a long time ago. It did. It did. The minute it became accredited, the minute it became accredited and, got, and branched into like into like into all this bureaucracy, the alternative movement it got tied into like the conventional movement. Now they're just like a mesh of one big bad mistake occurring. Even though there's good out of conventional medicine, even though there's good out of alternative medicine, you better believe there's good out of both. But I'm saying in chronic illness and anything, there's a lot of bad, and it's there, and it's crazy how it works. And the industry and the people that work for the industry, they're good people. They're all good people. But then at the very top of the industry, the big fat pockets, they don't want you healthy. And they, don't, they want you to think it's slow metabolism. They want you to think whatever. And they want you also to think that PCOS is it's just, it's just it's going to gain you weight. And make sure you eat a lot of eggs for PCOS. Make sure you're a woman and you're eating eggs and getting a lot of protein with your PCOS. All that's going to do is gain more weight, more more problems, feed more of the virus that creates PCOS that the industry doesn't even know about. Medical research and science has no idea that the Epstein-Barr virus is everything responsible for PCOS and everything responsible for Hashimoto's thyroiditis and hypothyroidism, everything responsible for the liver being sluggish and sick before you get PCOS and before you get hypothyroidism. And that's what the problem is to begin with, is a virus inside the liver causing a problem. But let's just say you have slow metabolism with PCOS. And since you have PCOS, you're just going to be gaining weight. Make sure you eat a lot of eggs, which is the very thing that feeds the Epstein-Barr virus and every bacteria in the body that creates reproductive problems for women so they can get sicker and sicker and sicker. And this this is great because the industry loves that. They love women relying and needing and relying on the system, the higher up system, not the, you know, that's how it's done. That's how it's done. It's been like that forever. It's control women. It's control women through the medical arena. That's how it's been done. And this is just a little example. And weight gain is tied into that. So it's like, oh, well, no, PCOS, it's weight gain. Oh, hypothyroidism, it's weight gain. It's all tied into that. 
And there's a reason for that, because if you get down to the truth of really what it is, then science and research has completely changed uh, guards. They have completely turned everything around. Money has to go everywhere into the other places that it doesn't want to go. They have to drop the gene theory. They don't want to drop the gene theory because the gene theory keeps us stupid. It makes them look smart and keeps us stupid. It's like, oh, it's genes. It's, oh my God, it's genes. Everything is genes, genes, genes. Exactly, it's genes. Genes is why we're gaining weight. Oh my God, it's genes now. That's why we're gaining weight. Whoa, it's genes. They keep us stupid that way. And then they make it look like they're just brilliantly smart, just working on gene, gene technology, brilliantly smart. Meanwhile, it's all about a virus sitting inside the liver causing weight gain. A virus they actually messed with back a long time ago. In the early 1900s. And that thing got out. Okay? So it's, it's, not, it's, even, it's even somebody's fault that everybody's walking around with multiple sclerosis. It's even somebody's fault that everybody's walking around with Hashimoto's thyroiditis. You 28-year-olds that just all of a sudden get shocked out of their life when they leave the doctor's office. And now they're like, I have to take pills? I have to take thyroid medication? I have to, what do I have to do now? My body's attacking itself. I, I got to go to five new doctors because I got fatigue and I got hypothyroidism. And there's so, it's somebody's fault going way back down the line in the medical industry, in, this, in research and science. The very people, the, not the people, the very machine that has your back is the reason why we're sick, but no one wants to tell us why we're really sick. That's why the medical medium series is even out there for anybody. And no one wants to tell you why you really have weight gain. Instead, it's almost like it's, it's superficial in such a way that it's unbelievable and it keeps us so stupid. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. If I didn't have the source of information I had, I would be the same thing. I'd be the same way. Be, it's, oh, you've got to slow metabolism. I don't know. Is it the liver? Is your liver? I don't know. What's going on? You've got to slow metabolism? Who said what? Yeah, are you eating too much? Are you eating too much? Wait a minute. You've been on a keto diet for a while and you're not losing weight even though somebody else is, but then they gain it all back? Wait a minute, what's going on? What are you doing? Are you exercising? Oh, you don't feel good? You just got a diagnosis too? What's happening? It's like I would be like that every day. It'd be confusing if I didn't have a source of information. The last, the last thing I want to say may come as a shock. Since we're conditioned to believe in metabolism is a well-understood medical fact, we've grown up hearing the word used as though it's a rock-solid law of the universe. It's like it's a law of the universe. Who the who the heck? <laughs> trying to bleep myself out from swearing. Who the heck made that thing a solid law when it doesn't mean a thing besides the discovery that we were living? Who made that a law and then incorporated it into every fabric of weight gain and weight loss? It's almost disturbing. It's, you can't even believe it. You can't even believe it. And, and so we've grown up hearing the word as though it's a rock-solid law of the universe when the truth is that metabolism is nothing more than the antiquated discovery that the body is a living organism that assimilates food and uses it for energy. <laughs> And it's law, as if it's the most scientific discovery ever been. It's a made-up piece of crap. And, you know, and, and I'm just, look, I can't help it today. Because I've seen a lot of people hurt with weight gain. I have. I've seen a lot of people suffer, struggle, not know what to do, do all kinds of crazy things because of it. Their lives have been destroyed because of it. I've seen pain and suffering mentally, emotionally, and physically for decades. 
And you think I would just, I could sit back and be like, yeah, so it's just about weight gain and, you know, and yeah, no, you could have a slow metabolism. The professionals are saying that out there these days. Are you eating too much, Mrs. Jones? Because if you are, we got to figure out how to kind of cut that back and let's get in the gym. You can't get into the gym. Let's get into the gym. And we can just, you know, we can like push those, let's burn those calories. Let's go. You know, let's get into the, you're not applying yourself. You're not doing enough positive affirmations and applying yourself to get your exercise done. It's insane the amount of people that have suffered and, and it's insane. Telling people that a slow metabolism is a reason why they have trouble losing or keeping off weight isn't a real answer. I swear to God, it's not. It usually leads to despair. It does. Making people feel like they were born with faulty bodies. It's the problem. And, and they're stuck that way for life. The reality is that many of the mechanics of how the body gains and loses weight remain medical, industry, medical mysteries. And there's so much more to know. So um, if anybody's interested in knowing like what this talks about and stuff, it's about weight gain. If you just popped on a second ago and just know that it's about liver rescue. Liver rescue is a whole thing about losing weight and weight gain and getting the liver better. And it has everything to do with the liver. I'm going into this right now. The thyroid liver link is really closely knit, just so you know, because thyroid and weight gain has everything to do with the liver because it's not the thyroid that's causing the weight gain. I want to get that straight. If you look into Thyroid Healing, my book that was that was just before Liver Rescue, if you look at that book, thy- Thyroid Healing is all about the Epstein-Barr virus invading the, the liver, sitting in there long before it even moved to the thyroid. The weight gain was already well on its way and well, well established to be on its way because the liver gets sluggish and stagnant because of viral infections. And right now, everybody's got a viral infection somewhere, whether it's mildly chronic. If you had a cold sore, you have a, you have a chronic simplex that's in the body just nesting inside the liver. That's how it goes. If you had shingles 10 years ago and you're 45 years old and you had it when you're 35, it's still in the liver. It's in there. The liver gets doggish and you'll end up gaining weight later unless we take care of the liver and get these bugs out of the liver and get cleaned up and do what we need to do. If it's too scary to think you got a bug in the liver that lives there your whole life, then I, I get it. Then you know what? I get it. We can we can, we can can do baby steps. I can totally kick back and we can just like, whatever, we got a sluggish liver. Let's just you know get into the gym. Let's work on it. I don't know what to say. I got to tell you the truth. You know, I've been really annoying lately, and I know that. The funny thing is, is that with, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, before I was a little bit more laid back, and I've been more annoying lately, and I get it, and I feel bad about it. And I hope you guys forgive me, but it's, it's, it's because I'm watching so-called experts now. It's, it's almost like everybody wants a piece of bad information and to spread it. It's almost like, it's like a disease, like the, you know, like the walking dead. It's almost like the zombie thing going on. It's almost like, it's like health professionals or medical experts or doctors coming out of the woodwork to try to get their name on something and hang their hat on something. And they're just running around with the stupidest false information ever and spreading even more misinformation when I've literally spent a a lifetime thinking I was getting headway so I can help you guys. And so I get more sarcastic about it because you wouldn't believe what's going on out there. Maybe you guys do. It's unbelievable. Just the celery juice alone. I spent a lifetime getting it out there. Now people are trying to claim it as theirs and then they try to do say something different about it or here's what you got to do with it or it's bad or it's whatever. And they're just they're just literally tripping people up. Let's talk about the adrenal the adrenal connection to the liver. 
one of the reasons why our liver wears down and gets broken down and we gain weight later on is because of adrenaline, adrenaline. It's a hard world. There's so much going on in our lives. There's a lot happening. There's things that can get you riled up. There's betrayal. There's loss. There's, there's trust break. There's, I mean, trust. When someone breaks your trust or whatever it is, it's, it's really hard. Causes adrenaline to flood. If someone hands you some bad news, the adrenaline floods. If you got stress at work, boom, adrenaline floods. If you got a coworker that's a pain in the the ass, you got boom. You got sorry. You got a coworker that's pain in the butt. You got boom. You got you got adrenaline flooding and flooding and flooding. You got you you got chronic illness. Adrenaline even floods with chronic illness because there's so much going on. What doctors are you going to go to? Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? How do you get help? Let me try this. Let me try that. And it's just it's adrenaline. And then you go, everything involved, it it becomes this adrenaline suckage. And when you're younger and you're not eating or taught how to eat and you're going through college and you're binging at the wrong times at night and you're not eating in the morning and you're just getting the adrenal fatigue all through college. You ever hear about that whole thing? You know, after four years of college, I'm taking a year off before I start thinking about what I'm going to do with myself and everything. It's because you're burnt out. I've seen it. Just thousands of times I've seen it. Doing, Doing the work. Uh, counseling people, doing the work. Thousands of times I've seen it. Just just people get burnt out. Their adrenals are just fried. They're just burnt out. A lot of people in medical school, they go to medical school, they come out of medical school and they're just like, they don't, they just, they don't go to work after that. They're burnt out. They need time off. This, it's, it's, it's because, you know, the amount of, we, we live in a stressful environment where we've got a lot of demands on us all around and, and we, we use our adrenaline. We don't eat right. And we, we also do other things that, that aren't good for us. And the adrenaline, just whatever it is, it just, it, the, the liver soaks it all up, soaks it all up, including relationships, all the, just relationships, relationships where they're intimate or whatever it is, the adrenaline, everything. And if there's not a lot of love in the relationships or things happen and go wrong, the adrenaline is just through the roof all the time, on and off. And then that soaks into the liver, saturates the liver. The liver just absorbs it like a sponge and it gets damaged. It gets damaged from all the adrenaline. And then the weight comes on later on. Everybody's at a different point with their liver. Their weight may come on years later. Their weight may come on when they finally found the best thing they can do with their foods and start eating good and their weight comes on. And they're like, why am I gaining weight by eating vegetables? How am I gaining weight now? I stopped eating this, but I'm gaining weight now because the liver was already maxed and it was going to gain weight no matter what. I've seen people go into a juice fast and gain weight because they were already gaining weight and it wasn't going to stop. It wasn't going to stop for a while because the liver literally was at its maxed point and the weight was going to come on anyway. I've seen people change their diet to a really healthy, healthy paleo diet and and, and, they, and, and a year later, they gain all this weight and they're asking their, their paleo coach and they're asking, why am I gaining weight? They're like, I don't know. Just are you eating any carbs? No, I'm not eating any carbs. And they're gaining weight because the liver maxed out long before and was going to start gain. You were going to start gaining weight. I've seen people go on these healthy vegan diets, plant-based diets, and they're doing good and doing good. And all of a sudden, they're starting to gain weight. It's because the liver was maxed out for the last 20 years already, 15 years or 18 years or 12 years or 10 years or five years. It was already maxed out and nobody was taking care of it. No one was doing doing the right thing for the liver. It got to that point. And then, and then the weight comes on. 
I've seen people go on healthy vegetarian diets and, and, and the weight come on, healthy paleo diets and the weight come on, keto diets and the weight come on. Of course, I've seen people lose weight from healthy plant-based diets, healthy healthy vegetarian diets, healthy paleo diets, healthy whatever uh, um, diets, and I've seen them lose weight if the liver wasn't maxed out. They can then lose the weight. They may gain it back later. It could happen later. You better believe it because the liver may get maxed out because what's going on in the end? No one's taking out all the toxic heavy metals out of the liver. Nobody's taking the lead, the mercury. Yeah, traces of lead. You think a little tiny trace of lead in the liver is just fine and dandy to be in there? And Oh, liver's going to be fine for the rest of my life. I won't gain any weight. No, it causes weight gain and it's in everybody's liver. And you got the mercury, the lead, the arsenic, the aluminum, the copper, especially the copper. The liver saturates in copper. Copper's the worst. You got all of that sitting inside the liver. It's all in there. And then you got the viruses. If you have a cold sore, if you ever had a cold sore, that means that virus, that's sitting inside the liver. That's where it is. It's sitting in there. It's in there. If you ever had acne, that's strep, streptococcus. Where's that strep sitting? Inside the liver. If you want to know about the liver and how to heal, you got to get the liver rescue book. Because I'm kind of doing a butcher job because the amount of information that's in there is that insane. And some kind of do, you know, I'm, I'm doing a butcher job on this. I mean, I'm giving you the, the correct information. That's not it. It's just that I wish I can give you more and more and more. And, and, but you got to read the book too. Um, you can't afford a book, whatever, whatever, $15 book, wherever it is, you go to the library. Absolutely. You go there and you get the book. 100% get the book. Here's the deal. So all this is inside the liver. So when you got the acne, you got all the strep inside the liver. That's what that is. And that's why the acne keeps on coming back out, keeps on coming back out, keeps on coming back out, goes away for a few years. If things are going pretty good, your immune system gets knocked down a little bit, you get a little low, comes right back out. If you're having a cycle, menstruation every month and your immune system drops because your immune system drops, then boom, strep comes back out. And then what happens? Your acne comes back out, all sits inside the liver, stays in there for a long time, unless you work on getting it out, cleaning it up, knowing how to eat, know how to cleanse the liver, know how to take care of it. All this matters. Yeah. And so the bottom line is, you know, that's what we have inside the liver. If we've ever had mono, have you ever had mono at all? Maybe you didn't even know you had mono. Epstein-Barr sits inside the liver all that time and sits in there and it wears the liver down. You've ever been, you've ever dealt with any kind of pesticides and these lawn treatments or, you know, a park you've been sitting in or whatever it is and you got like pesticides everywhere. You've been in an apartment. You ever go from apartment to apartment? They've all been treated. Uh, all of it. Apartment complexes all treated with insecticides. You got all this different stuff. It's all inside the liver. You go to the gas station, you're pumping gas, all those fumes. You get a little gas on your hands, all inside the liver. You breathe in everything, breathe, breathe in through the lung, all inside your liver. If you've been at a campfire having fun at some campfire and they're throwing treated wood in there and they started it with lighter fluid. It's all inside the liver. If you're working on your gas grill outside and you're cooking your lean protein on your gas grill, all you're doing is breathing in gas that's burning, that's, that's burning, burning, because that's what the gas grill is. You're breathing all inside your liver and all this stuff adds up and you've got your colognes, you've got your perfumes and you've got your conventional makeups and then you've got your hair dyes. It's all inside the liver. You've got your aerosols. You've got, this, you've got the, you've got the uh, candles for, for you know the scented candles. All inside, that scented candles are horrific. They're so bad, it's not even funny. All inside the liver, you've got your plug-in, plug-in for fresheners, aerosol fresheners, you got your cleaners, your detergents, all inside your liver. 
And then you got viruses feeding off of everything all inside the liver and grows over time. And then boom, your old monovirus comes back in a way that's your Hashimoto's, you're tired, you're fatigued, you're 43 years old, you're getting heart palpitations, you're getting hot flashes. Doctors don't know what the hell's wrong with you, the best ones out there, and you're just living your life like this. And then you get some weird diagnosis, you get some Lyme diagnosis because the Lyme machine is evil. It's evil because the labs basically control it all and doctors don't even have a clue at all to what's happening behind closed doors and all the labs that are giving people bogus diagnosis of Lyme, diagnoses of Lyme. So the whole thing's insane what happens if that made you mad just now. So, you know, when you learn the truth, get real mad. How about that? All right? If that made you mad. But you learn the truth, get real mad. If you want to know the truth about Lyme, just get Medical Medium Book 1 out of the series and just read that. And you'll know everything about Lyme that you need to know. It's unbelievable. But the liver, everybody with a Lyme problem has a liver that's, that's loaded with viruses. Everybody with, some, everybody with any kind of condition, and then you're taking pharmaceuticals. It doesn't even forget Lyme. It doesn't mean anything. You're taking pharmaceuticals, antidepressants. You're taking all these different pharmaceuticals. You took antibiotics for a bad cold, which there is no such thing as a cold, by the way. How about that for research in science? There's no such thing as a cold. That's how wrong science and research is to, to train us. Oh, no, it's just a cold. No, there's only one bug that goes around that causes anything like that, and it's the flu. There's no other bug. There is no cold. There is no cold. They've all been literally abolished. There's no cold bugs. They're all flu bugs and only flu bugs. It's the industry. It's controlled. They're patented on top of it. It's flu bugs. That's all there is every year. And, and each person's, how they handle the flu or how they get the flu or how they deal with the flu is, is each person's, you know, some people don't get it that bad. Some people's immune system overcome it quicker. Some people get annihilated by it. Some strains of flu are much more aggressive. Some aren't as aggressive and they act like what we would think is a cold. Oh, I just got a runny nose and sore throat a little bit, but I'm getting better. I'm coughing it. I just got a cold. No, you got the flu. And what happens is all that and then you get the medications, you get the antibiotics because you got the cough or whatever it is. And you're taking, the, you're, taking like, you're taking all the different over-the-counter stuff for it. All goes inside the liver. Everything goes inside the liver. And you add it all up. And the liver just says, I'm done. And then on top of it, high-fat diet everywhere. High-fat diet. Everybody's doing the high-fat diet. And you're burdening the liver because they're all thinking, no, fat's actually how you lose weight. You get off the carbs. It's all about the fats. And so they're all about the fats. All this misinformation, all these books, all this stuff out there, it's all backwards. And it's all, it's, it's unbelievable. It's high fat, high fat, high fat everywhere now. High protein, high protein, which means high fat, high fat. The vegans, completely high fat. They're all high fat now because they're all thinking protein, protein, high fat. It's, meanwhile, it's fat. And that's what it is. It's like the vegetarians, all high fat, These, whatever, the, the, you know, the paleo, all high fat. That's what it is. And now you'll see, though, some are getting wise. Some of the professionals are getting wise, and they're starting to back down a little bit. They're saying, well, you can lower your animal protein a little bit. Why? Why? Because you know it wasn't working when it was too much. And I'm not against animal protein. I'm just saying when it was too much, you're figuring it out finally. How many years did it take for you to figure it out? I have a whole chapter in Liver Rescue just about this alone, about the realization of the industry right now as far as with the high-protein, high-fat, and how actually it isn't good, and how they're starting to kind of figure it out a little bit out there. Maybe it's the work we're doing. 
even the vegans, it's all about high protein, high fat. It's unbelievable. The one thing I'll tell you right now, you guys, if you're vegan, don't get tricked by something. If you're ve- if you're plant based, don't be tricked by something. Don't be tricked by the old established laws of the animal product world. If you either vegans, they don't like the animal product thing at all. Okay, you guys know that. So the, the plant based people, they don't like the animal pro- pro- you don't like the animal protein thing at all. You don't like the animal meat thing at all. Well, stop using the words protein then. Stop getting hung up on protein. Stop actually wishing or wishing you were them then and just talking protein, protein. Oh, it's all about my protein. So you're vegan plant-based and you're all about your protein and, and protein and fats or whatever it is. Be careful because what you're doing is you're getting sucked into the fact that it's all about protein and that's actually the animal thing. That's where it came from. So you're just using that. It's, it's you're getting tricked into that. And what that does is it weakens, it weakens you because then you're going to think, well, wait a minute. In the end, you're somewhere back in your mind. You're like, well, this plant protein really isn't protein because real protein is protein. And, uh, and that's why a lot of vegans even go back to animal protein because they're thinking, well, you know what? I thought I was getting enough protein, but really I wasn't. So I had to go back to eating animal protein. I didn't want to, but I did because they're just so brainwashed. You're so brainwashed thinking protein is some, some important law, universal law that was created. It's not. That's not how it works. And that's the irony. Why do you think there's, there's, there's curtailed animal protein diets now where they're doing less animal protein because they know you got all your protein shouldn't be as high. First of all, you'll kill your kidneys. If someone has a weak kidney and you have a high protein diet, you'll, you'll, you'll actually kill yourself. You'll actually kill yourself. That's how it works. You get it because the kidneys can't handle protein. So everybody's just like hurting their adrenals, killing their adrenals, stressing their adrenals out with high-fat, high-protein diets. What I'm saying is for the plant-based people, don't get hung up on the protein term. And for the animal-based people, you shouldn't either. Do you want your lean, you know, you, your lean animal proteins? Fine, but you should be keeping them at, you know, at, a, at, at a, a certain level. You don't want your diets high in fat because guess what? You might not be gaining weight in the moment, or maybe you're somebody that's doing this and you are gaining weight or have a weight problem and you're doing low carb, no carb, you're doing vegan, high protein, high fat, and just nuts and seeds and nuts and seeds and you're doing, you know, animal protein, high fat, and it's just, it, whatever it is, and you're doing no carbs and you're doing, sure, vegetables and some green juices now because green juices are coming into these diets. It's unbelievable. And you're doing that now. And now actually, because of what we started with celery juice for the first year, celery juice is getting out there. That's medical medium information, the celery juice. You guys know that. And I'm saying that because if someone hears this, they'll be like, wait a minute. So maybe there is some other important piece of information that I need. Yeah, there is. There's lots of it. In Live Rescue, there's tons and tons of it. And what happens is you got to lower your fats because guess what? If you don't, the liver will get burdened with these fats over time and you will gain weight if you haven't already gained weight because the high fat diet kills the liver too. So the liver has everything I just told you it had in it, all those poisons, all those toxins, the entire list I just gave you before, right? Has all of that. And at the same time, has all that. We're eating a high fat diet and we're bombarding it and we're also causing adrenaline. So here's what happens with adrenaline. When you eat high protein, which is high fat, your adrenals have to flood the bloodstream with adrenaline to try to disperse it and thin it out the best it can. And the weaker your liver gets where the bile strength is weak and can't disperse the fat enough when you eat it, the more adrenaline has to be released every minute to try to disperse the fats in your bloodstream so you don't have a stroke. 
The, li- the liver and the adrenals work together to try to keep the fats as thin as possible in your high-fat diet so you don't stroke out. And what happens is you can see, I've seen trainers die of heart attacks. I've seen athletes die of heart attacks. I've seen athletes get strokes all the time. They shouldn't stroke out at 49 years old. I'm sorry. Athletes should not stroke out at 57 years old. I'm sorry. They should not do it. I've seen guys, I've seen guys and girls with not a scrap of fat on the outside of their body, literally in wheelchairs because of strokes. And I'll tell you why. It's because the adrenals have to exhaust themselves with a certain variety of hormone that comes out of them to disperse the fat in the bloodstream so you don't get a stroke. And the liver has to also produce as much bile as possible to try to disperse the fat so you don't get a stroke. But the but the mechanisms that the liver and the adrenals have isn't enough when you're doing high fat for too many years and too long. And you end up, you, you know, and that's just people who actually don't have weight on them. And what about the people that have weight on them? What about all the strokes and all the other things and all the different problems you get with the people that have weight on them? Absolutely, because it's not good. And then you have edema, which is all the fluid. You have women have all this edema. It's not just fat on them. They have you. You guys, I've I've seen this over and over and over again. Maybe you can sense it too in yourself if you're dealing with the edema. But what happens? But what happens is that the the um, The edema is fluid because the body is creating fluid because you have a viral infection. And usually with the Epstein-Barr creates all this edema, just like the Epstein-Barr creates fluid-filled fists, fluid-filled cysts with um, the whole thing with PCOS, especially when the body does that, you know, because it's the whole point. Edema, the whole thing with cystic, with uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, the whole thing with that is Epstein-Barr creating Fluid, fluid-filled cysts. And so that's the whole thing. But edema is all about everything. It's, it, you get it everywhere when you're viral in the liver and your liver's toxic and burdened and slowed down. You get all of that fluid. So you can be 10 pounds overweight and 10 pounds fluid overweight. 20 pounds. That's another thing too. You could be 20 pounds overweight because of that. You can be 30 pounds of fluid, 60 pounds of fat on the body. Unbelievable how it works. Lymphatic system swells and swells and swells and fills up with pussy fluid from being from viral infections and, and, and also toxins all clogged up in the liver and everything else. And a lot of women have to deal with this and men too, but it's like unbelievable. But you can have, you, of course, you can have strokes when you're overweight either way because the liver and the, and the adrenals are trying to disperse and break down that fat. But, the, but it can't break down and disperse the fat so much so that you, you're free from all that blood fat. If you keep on eating high-fat diets, the blood, the blood gets filled with high, with high blood fat. It's unbelievable what happens. If you have a chicken dinner... Okay, I'm just, and I'm saying, if you want to have chicken for dinner, that's fine. Let's just say, well, let's go to the vegan side. If you just had a whole bunch of, like a pound of cashews for dinner, I've seen vegans do that all the time. Of course, they do, they make, or, you know, vegan whatever with all the fat in there. If you just had, you just had an avocado for dinner and a whole bunch of nuts for lunch or whatever it is, and some, and some oil on your salad and a whole bunch of tahini on your salad, the tahini, the sesame, whatever butter. And if you have all that, that, you know, the next morning, okay, if someone was to draw blood from you, 
and then put the blood in the you know refrigerator, all the nut fat and avocado fat and all the oil would it would come up. It's in the blood. It would come to the surface of the vial and sit at the top. If you had chicken dinner, had a chicken dinner. And what it would do is that next morning, it would sit at the top of your blood vial if you put it in the refrigerator. It would sit just like a, just like a chicken soup. And you put the chicken soup in the refrigerator, and then, then all of a sudden you got this top layer that hardened of, like, of chicken fat at the top of the, of the soup. You could peel it off. You could peel it off. That sits in the bloodstream, in your blood at night. And the liver gets burdened with the fat and has to store the fat to try to protect your butt, to try to save your butt and save your life. So the liver's storing the fat and storing the fat and storing the fat. And finally, it gets can't store it anymore. And then you get this pre-fatty liver a doctor can't diagnose. And then you get this pre, then you get this fatty liver eventually a doctor you know can diagnose possibly, but most of the time they miss it. And then you're you're gaining weight. And then you're all of a sudden on a keto diet, which is all animal protein, no carbohydrates whatsoever. And you'll notice that the keto diets that are vegan are much better for people because there are sugars in nuts. There are sugars in, um, in, in uh, avocado. So they're not entirely keto. You see, you see when you're plant-based and you try to go ketogenic, you can't, you can't really go ketogenic. Sorry to tell you, you can't really go ketogenic. You still have a high-fat diet going ketogenic, uh, plant-based, vegan, but you can't really be 100% ketogenic because the nuts have so many sugars in them. The avocado literally is a big hunk of sugar in the avocado. Um, olives have actual sugar in them. So these fats do have sugar in them. Seeds all have sugar in them. So there is a little bit of sugar. The animal proteins, it's not really there. So if you go keto animal protein, you really are going carbohydrate-free. And I'm not saying that's a good idea. It's a terrible idea. I never supported a ketogenic diet yet, ever. And I never will in history. I'll tell you why. You know how your brain functions? It functions on glucose. It functions on sugar. You want to starve your brain of glucose? That's a dangerous thing. You do a ketogenic diet too long, you'll suffer 10 years down the road because of it. You'll suffer 15 years down the road because of it. You think it's fine and you lose a little weight to begin with and you think it's this big theory that's working out great and you follow it and you hang your hat on it, you get in trouble later on down the road. That's why I've never supported the ketogenic diet and the ketogenic movement. Is it popular? Yeah, it's popular because you get off of processed foods and you get off of fast foods and you jump into the gym for two hours a day or an hour a day for the first time and you starve yourself of carbs. You're going to lose weight and you're going to feel better and you're going to feel a little better in the whole bit, but you're hurting yourself for down the road and you're going to gain a ton of weight, ton of weight down the road. Because your body has to have a carbohydrate to survive. You have to have carbohydrates to survive. That's how the body thrives and lives. Every single cell in the body will only take a nutrient if glucose is available, if sugar is available. You can take all these supplements, and if you're on a ketogenic diet taking all these supplements, and you have no sugars to actually carry the supplement into cells, the, the nutrients won't go into cells. It's so critical. Sugar is so critical, it's not even funny. It's absolutely critical. Fruit is critical in your diet. Butternut squash is critical. Even potatoes are critical. Sweet potatoes are critical. Anything like that. Even a complex carbohydrate like a potato, it's critical. It's so important. Fruit's really important. 
These are sugars that have to get in there. So if you're on a ketogenic diet and you're avoiding any kind of fruit, you're just totally getting yourself messed up. Plus, if you bring too much fruit in because you got such a high-fat diet, you get in trouble on its own because you can't have all this sugar when you have all this fat suspended in the blood. So you gotta, you got to bring one down. Are you going to bring the one thing that keeps you alive the longest, which is actually glucose, which is actually sugar, which is actually a carbohydrate, which keeps you longer the lo- alive the longest? Or are you going to bring down the fat that actually can give you a heart attack later on down the road, give you a stroke and stress your liver out so you gain weight worse than you ever did. One thing I see with ketogenic people is they gain weight 10 years down the road like they never did before. It's almost unbelievable because the liver was overburdened with so much fat for so long. And then on top of it, they starve themselves of carbohydrates, the very thing that only runs the brain. It's the only thing that runs the brain. The brain is fueled through glycogen deposits. Carbohydrates, the only thing the way the brain works. The liver is fueled by carbohydrate. Anybody that says a piece of fruit is going to make your liver problematic or is bad for your liver, is, it's absurdity. It's almost, it's almost unimaginable to the degree of what that is. I don't even know what to call that. Just straight dumb? I don't know what to call it. It's terrible. I hate even saying that, but it's so bad. Here's the thing. The liver actually needs glucose. That's the whole point because it releases it into the bloodstream so you don't get diabetes. How do you like that? Your liver stops you from getting diabetes, but if you keep up with the high-fat diets and we keep up bombarding the liver and we never cleanse it and we don't know how to cleanse it, we don't know how to take care of it, what happens is it's all clogged up with all these viruses, all clogged up with all these toxins and everything else, and it's all bombarded and clogged up in there, and the high-fat diets are weakening the bile reserves, and the liver's stressed out. It can't produce the bile it needs. Your hydrochloric acid drops in your gut. You end up getting bloated. You got all these fats lining the gut that are rancid. Someone tells you to keep up on a, a high-fat diet, regardless of which one it is, and of course, if you're drinking juices in between it all, that's the only thing saving your butt with the ketogenic diet. If you're drinking juices, green juices, it's the only thing saving your butt with a high fat vegan diet. It's the only thing saving your butt along with any kind of berries you ate. You ate a pack of berries, you just saved your butt. That's the thing that's saving your butt for a, for a, for a vegan diet. It's not the flaxseed oil. I mean, it's not the flax seeds. It's not the hemp seeds, believe it or not. Even though hemp seeds are actually pretty good for you if you have a handful once in a while for anybody in any genre, any diet. The point is, it's not the, it's not the fats that are keeping, it's not the proteins and fats that are actually saving your butt. What's saving your butt all the time is that pack of blackberries. Same thing with the paleo people. What's saving your butt is that apple you just ate that you feel guilty about because you're being told not to eat a piece of fruit. Or, you know, you think a piece of fruit made you sick when there's no way in hell it possibly can. I'm sorry, but there's no way in hell it can. And, you know, and, and the thing is, it's just a mental thing if you think it did because it can't. Something else you ate days ago that's percolating in there, and the apple may want to try to push it out to save your butt. The thing is, is the very thing that saves your butt so you don't gain weight down the road is apples. It's on the cover of Liver Rescue, and there's a damn good reason why it's on the cover of Liver Rescue, because it's what saves your liver. And that pack of berries is what saves your liver so that you're not gaining weight down the road, so you don't get sick. So you can clean the liver up and get things out. And yeah, the green juices are what saves, especially the celery juices, what saves your butt. And people, and I've seen people now in the paleo diets and in the ketogenic diets are doing celery juice now and everything else. And I'm like, yeah, you know what's saving your butt is, is, is my celery juice. That's what's saving your butt. It's unbelievable. And so you just, you, you get, you get the information, you get the truth and you can learn about it. But you know what it takes 
It takes an open mind to be like, holy crap, what is this metabolism thing in the end? You're right. And I've tried to create like as if there was science, there's science behind it. And they're trying to create bogus science off of it. And like, it's unbelievable. And what, how, you know, how does it work with the liver? Exactly. The liver stores glucose to save your butt so you don't get diabetes and to protect you. The liver feeds off of glucose. Without it, it can't actually produce glucose, glucose, because it's what it does. It stores glycogen to produce glucose for your central nervous system. So you don't get all these different neurological problems down the road. Everybody with multiple sclerosis, Lyme, any kind of diagnosis that's, that's, that's anything neurological whatsoever, anything, symptoms, tingles, numbness, vertigo, ear problems, tinnitus, all neurological, headaches, migraines, tremors, shakes, eye, eye floaters, all neurological. All because the liver has been dogged down by viruses and toxins. All because the liver has been dogged down by fats and a high-fat diet for too many years. And if high-fat, low-fat sounds so confusing, then, you know, get the book. Get it out of the library, whatever, or whatever you get books. Get it out and read it and, and know how to reduce the fats so you can then make sure you don't gain weight five years down the road. And if, you, if you're gaining it, you can lose it down the road. Whatever it is, we can lose the weight. We can get the liver better so we lose the weight and the weight gain goes away. And you can do your celery juice every morning and bring down your fats. And yes, exercise is important. But there's so many people that are so chronically ill and they're gaining weight, they can't exercise. So we have to take it one day at a time and you have to take it one step at a time. And all this ranting and raving that I'm doing is about the industries and about the misinformation and the theories that are poisoning people. And that's the part that I get upset about, not the people that suffer. And, you know, and people suffer with weight issues and weight gain, like suffer. And it's, it's, it's so heartbreaking. It is so heartbreaking. I mean, it is so heartbreaking. And they've been not given a chance throughout their lives to do what they need to do to get their weight down and to take care of the livers and to know what to do. Because that's, that's the whole point. It's the Wild West. It's a doggy dog world. And there really isn't a lot of chances or information out there. If I go looking for information, you, the, the, the information's horrendous on everything. Anything in chronic illness. There's not one truth laid out in it. And I need you guys to have the truth, no matter what it is and what's going on, so you can get better. So anyway, just a quick recap for a second. Just bring down the fats in whatever diet or aisle you are on, in, in, in whatever diet you believe in or subscribe to. Bring them down. Bring down the fats and proteins. Learn about that. Bring in the celery juice every single morning, 16 ounces on an empty stomach. Start cleaning the liver up. Just start there. Get the book Liver Rescue. Learn how to take care of yourself. There's so much more to do. But I stand, you guys, stand behind you guys 100%. I love you dearly. And uh, bless your heart. Bless your heart. Take one step at a time. And uh, we're going to do this together. We're going to do this together. We're going to forge ahead and we're going to get better together. We can. It is possible. I believe it's possible even with the rhetoric that's out there. I believe it's possible even with the misinformation out there. We can get you better. Take one day at a time. Keep a light heart and uh, know that I love you. And uh, yeah, look out. Go to medicalmedium.com and just look. Look out for everything I'm doing and all the free stuff I put out every day and everything else. All right, I love you guys. I'll see you next show. It's amazing being here with you. Bye now.